Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Kang's Cast Podcast. New episodes are released weekly. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at Kang's Cast. Like on Facebook and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Welcome to Kings Cast with D Fresh, Eric, and Ryan. This is your weekly Sacramento Kings podcast for Kings fans by Kings fans. We are back. It's been a while. It's been a little bit of a layoff. We've been busy. Nothing's been going on. So we we kind of had some things going on. Personally, we took a little bit of a break and uh, just back to be, to bring you guys a loaded episode. But um, as always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy on Instagram at Ziggy Smoke Shop 209. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. Coming off uh, uh, this last week, guys, um, you know, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of things personally. What have you guys been doing? I am back to work full time. Um, you know, during the quarantine, we had a lot of talk about our lawns, okay? And at, just as, a, as an update, because it's been about a month, uh, my lawn took a little bit of a hit, not going to lie. I had a sprinkler break in the back, and I didn't realize it until the grass was already yellow. Um, you know, so pretty much all my hard work during the quarantine is out the window. I had to start from, uh, you know, from, from step one all over again and it will get back there. Bright side though, my garden that I started during the quarantine went out yesterday. I got some nice plump squash and some good long zucchinis out there. So I'm very excited. Damn nice and long. Doug, what's good? Man, thoughts and prayers, uh, for your, uh, burnout uh, lawn now ryan i've been thinking about that so i'll keep those in my thoughts and prayers uh i've been up to you know things are starting to slowly open back up which is nice been out to uh, a restaurant went out to a winery so it's been uh, nice getting back to some normal living things uh first restaurant doug where which was it chilies i went uh negative i am okay. a little higher than that uh okay. went to the uh <laughs> went to the lodi beer company the other night very okay Ooh. so i i was and, uh, I was on the Facebook, you know, you know, you're just scrolling through and and they were <laughs> talking about restaurants being open like the sack B. And I, I saw someone that was just uh, I, I just so juiced to get back to Sizzler. <laughs> just like <laughs> all quarantine, like they're just probably sitting there eating butter and bologna sandwiches. And they're just like, oh, God, <laughs> fucking Sizzler is open again. We're going. We're going. A hey, hey, funny you know, story. You know, funny story. Real oh, quick. Let me, let me, let me. All right, so a couple weeks ago, uh, when stuff opened up back in Manteca, uh, Eric, mo- mom and dad called me, and they go, uh, hey, um, you know, when we're going out to dinner tonight, do you and you and Jessica want to go? And I was like, yeah, I mean, that sounds cool. Where are you going? Dad in the background, hey, we're going to Sizzler. I was like, are you? <laughs> oh, God. God. So that's, our oaky-ass parents went to Sizzler first as well, Eric, just so you're aware. Oh man! Well, sh- you know, shout out to them for being slimy on that one. Is this, you know, you? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I guess when in, in the lockdown, right, you start thinking about things that you miss and you take for granted. For me, number one was the haircut. My hair was so fucked, guys. I mean, 
uh, it was it was long as it, it was getting in my ears um same as everybody else so like my barber down in midtown um shout out to to skills the barber midtown barber shop um he opened up and dude i got that 9 a.m first day appointment and went down and got my hair cut. So that was something you know I was looking forward to. But as far as eating out, I, I still haven't eaten out yet. And a lot of it's just because I've been pretty, I've been pretty busy. But in DoorDash, man, it's like I kind of got hooked on DoorDash th- throughout this whole thing, um, which is pretty. It, I don't know. Out here in Sac, though, you can get anything on DoorDash, guys. So it's like it's a little bit of an addiction, you know. DoorDash is convenient, but that shit adds up money wise. It does. Yeah, no, it does. It does. But when you when you when you got dirty dishes and you had a long day at work, you know, and then you can get that shit that that curry down there from the curry club down by the Capitol. That's where I like to go. I don't know if I taken you guys there, Ryan. I think I took you there. Yeah. Yes, I've eaten there before. Yeah, so I got the curry club the other night. <sighs> Deliver that thing in fifteen minutes. Get that tikka masala, some garlic naan. You're good to go. Um, well, we got a pretty loaded episode, I think, so we probably should jump into it because <laughs> last time we carried on and we and, and, and it, it, it went a long time. And I want to make sure we have time to roll into some of these topics because, like I said, it's been a couple of weeks and uh, there's a shit ton going on in the world. And really, we just felt, hey, let's take a step back. Let's take this opportunity to take a break because there's going to be a lot of sports, of basketball uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. And so it's just a good time to sit back, evaluate, and bring a show to you guys today. But we plan on being back moving forward with that regular scheduling. So plan to be a little bit more active and and coming to everybody. So um, probably the biggest news of the last couple of weeks in Kingsland um, wasn't the you know Kings making it um, into this condensed playoff shortened end of the season thing, which we're going to talk about. It's Grant Napier and Boogie Cousins coming back, which... Um, we, we, we wouldn't be doing anybody a service if we didn't come at you guys and keep it real like we always do and just drop our opinions as fans because uh, one thing we did notice is that there was a lot of uh, no takes, I guess, going on when that happened. No one was willing to speak up or talk about anything. Everyone was just kind of piling on. So I felt we had we would have a little bit of discussion um, and just to put our thoughts out there, because that's what we needed to do. So, you know, Grant said what he said. You know, I was on Twitter that night. Uh, you know, I just this is what I do. I just scroll through through Kingsland Twitter and just try to, you know, chime in when I and insert myself in conversation sometimes. But right away, I saw Boogie just throw that bait out there to Grant and <laughs> Grant with that big mouth, you know, couldn't help himself but to take a bite. So he's up in there, you know, and and and. I'm going to say this, Grant, Grant has a big fucking mouth. He's had a mouth for a long time. We know that uh, we've had our run-ins with him on Twitter. We've had our opinions on Kang's cast about him. Um, so, you know, I'm not surprised he just acted a fool on that, but put the floor out what the situation weird, right guys? Yeah, it was definitely a, uh, something that I didn't see. I remember I was actually, I think I was at work. And it was Robbie that sent the picture, the screenshot of Boogie, like Boogie's initial, like, what do you think on the topic, Grant? And, uh, you know, you don't think that somebody who is a 60 year old man who has been in the media for, you know, 35 years would, you know, would actually like bait into something like that. Well, he did. Um, It's just so ironic that after all the run ins that Grant and Boogie have had over the years that this is the one that finally just, you know, Boogie's the one who finally takes him out of his profession, dude. To me, it's just totally ironic. 
Uh, it's absurd, and I can't believe a grown man fell for the bait from Boogie fucking Cousins, dude. It was so easy for Grant, dude, to be, you know, here's what I say. Like you said, be the more mature guy. Everyone knows that Boogie is can be is an asshole, right? I had, you know, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but, you know, um, I used to be out there uh, running um, running some stuff out in West Sac, and um, I had a run-in with Boogie in a rec adult basketball league. And uh, <laughs> the guy's just, he's a bully, man. He's kind of an asshole. That's my experience, but it's it's known. Everyone knows. And so it would have been real easy for Grant at that time to just be like, yo, dude, uh, you know, probably now is not the time for this. Like, you know, if you want to have a real chat, you can come on my show anytime. And, and it right there would have been what it needed. But of course, but Grant, that's his deal, right? That was always kind of his deal is that he always needed to get the last word. He needed to be the one to put everybody over the top. He needed. And and I just don't think he would. He really thought how that would land. And. I don't think we we're interested in talking about what he said specifically and how that means, you know, and a lot of people feel like they need to do that. That's not us. Our thing is, is that's on Grant, you know, for saying what he said. Uh, ultimately, the Kings can do whatever they want, I guess. Um, was it the right call? I, I don't know. I mean, I, the guy has did do a lot for the community and like maybe there's there could have been a better process about going about it. Um I don't really care at the end of the day, you know, whatever happens, happens, right? We're here for the Kings and, and, and whatnot. Um, but the the thing that I think we should probably address, and Doug, chime in because I know I didn't give you a chance to speak on the, on the Grant stuff, um, was the Kings media that surrounded the whole thing. And it seemed like there was a real piling on, like a lot of opportunists who were pretty quiet or don't give hard takes don't ever criticize anybody which was pretty much everybody out there right like we are the type of people we will call people out on twitter all day right we'll just be like that's dumb that's a fucking dumb take and then you got these guys who they all of a sudden grant is getting canned and it's like oh i have this cloak of safety now to start talking shit and just to come out and just say my piece and it's like that's not that's not you man be you're you're not being real you're just piling on and you're you're just piling on grant for this and i called out a couple people like yo you know you what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna praise a guy who who said something that's uh borderline maybe and you know whatever the case you feel one way or the other and you're gonna praise this guy losing his career and cheer for that i don't know man i didn't like that so i know i'm going on doug i want to hear your thoughts though on grant the media and then what's the future of king's media really I have always had a mixed, um, you know, feeling as a fan towards Grant Napier. I've always summed it up. My, my feelings for him is this. I can't stand him on the radio. I think he's just uh, over the top asshole. And I think he, he really, I don't know if he's trying to do it to get, you know, people to listen or if that's truly him. I mean, he's been doing it for so long. It's probably truly him. Um, I just, I can't stand listening to him on the radio. Um, I've always been entertained. I mean, all three of us combined have listened to hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of Kings games that he's called throughout the years. And um, I mean, he was calling them before we were even alive. So I think we are used to that. And I've, I've never really had an issue with him uh, calling basketball games. I would just say, um, yeah, he's very opinionated. I'm, I'm mixed on him getting let go. Uh, but yeah, just like you said, uh, he, he was baited by Boogie kind of went full circle. They've never had a great relationship there. 
Um, and right when, uh, you know, Boogie got traded to New Orleans, Grant was the first one there to trash talk him, you know, the following day on his radio show. So um, I, I mixed on it. Uh, I, I, I'm over it, though. It's whatever to me. So I, I, wa- I did want to bring this on here when this all when this all went down and it was because um, you said something there. Right. And I think I wanted to put this out to anybody who may be listening. And it's that um, you may think Grant is an ass, whatever. OK, honestly, if I did, if I did, if I did uh, t- sports talk radio in Sacramento, all these dumbass fans that call and say dumbass things, I would probably call him a dumbass, too. I mean, to be honest, could you imagine getting a bunch of calls of just idiots that say dumb stuff? And that's kind of where Grant made his made his living was shutting people down like that who didn't know what they they would talk about, right? Or they what they were talking about. Um, one thing I noticed is that his abrasiveness on radio, which is extremely common, like on the East Coast and in big time radio, that's extremely common. His the, the abrasive way of old school talk radio is how it used to be done, and we grew up on that. And and that doesn't that didn't really bother me. But it's a lot of these new age media people who didn't like that abrasiveness and said, well, I never liked him anyway. I didn't like that. And so he should have been fired. It's like lumping it all together. Right. And that was the issue. Just because you didn't like a guy, it doesn't mean that, you know, it just I guess it justifies everything else. Like it, so it, it was a weird, like I said, a nuanced uh, issue. I felt like we needed to come and say it. I, I don't know if we wrapped it up. We said our two cents. It's one of those things at the end of the day, though, fucking we're moving forward like it's about the Kings and I just hope that the Kings media toughens up a little bit, but um, you know, in, in my opinion, it doesn't seem like it's toughening up. It seems like it's softening up and it seems like a lot of the media that's left in the places now are the cowbell kingdoms, the Kings Herald. Now you have everybody on KHK on edge. You have Deuce and Mo who are more like fun or whatever for what it's worth. You have Damian Marling, I guess, or Damian Barling. That's what it is, right? He's, he's, Marling. I don't know what he. I don't know what he is as far as the Kings go, but he's kind of in the Sacramento media. So I, I, I don't know. It, it's it's like what's left there. It doesn't seem like now we have anybody who's. I, I don't know what the future of Kings media is going to look like. I think it's going to be soft. I, I just want to say one quick thing because uh, you did bring up Damian Barling. I, I, a lot of people love him. A lot of people hate him. I listen to him on a regular basis. I enjoy his stuff. Um, if you haven't yet, give a listen to his podcast though regarding uh, Grant Napier getting let go because um, he worked with him at KHTK for some time, and um, you know there's he, he's 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 against him, but he worked with him, and I don't think he's he's I mean he does an actual Kings podcast too. I don't think he's going to put bullshit out there, Damien. I'm talking about um, there's some stuff on there that you'd want to hear about him and, and working with Grant. And so uh, I think that's important to listen to. Well, that's what it is. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think moving on then off the Grant stuff, um, I'm going to you guys, I'm going to I'm going to kind of throw a cut into into our agenda right here. And uh, since it's on new media, it's the uh, <laughs> it's the Sacktown Herald, which is going to be somewhat of our uh just you know just i would say discussion later on is that what they're called sacktown herald Sac- yeah that's their name king's herald king's, king's herald. herald um for formerly sacktown royalty right that's where i'm getting that mixed yeah, up in my right. brain so uh i know we were we were preparing for our show because we want we're going to talk later on the king's top 50 um and uh you guys you guys noticed the the new head the headline on the on that on that herald which is for fans by fans you guys noticed Definitely. that? Definitely saw that. 
looks a little familiar. I mean, not not that it's like, uh, you know, it's not the most copyrighted. original thing. It's not yet copyrighted, most original thing, but it's just kind of funny. Like, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of been our deal, you know, and I, I like to think that we're Kings fans. I think those guys, should, it should say more like, uh, for wannabe Kings journalists, for Kings fans, maybe, right? <laughs> something something like that. You know, and, and it's important, dude. We're we're just fans who are sitting at our houses right now, guys. You know, it, it's not like we're trying to be super official, but it is. You know, it, it's just funny when you see stuff like that because we have been on that for for months now. So that, and honestly, I just saw this about fifteen minutes ago. So uh, it's it's just funny. It is what it is, man. We're not professionals, you know. Hey, they want to come steal our shit or whatever they say happen. It is what it is. Uh, it's kind of flattering to us, like we're just dudes sitting in our garages right now. So, ayo. <laughs> you know, though, is like I come at these guys. Oh, oh, I think part of the you know we should take a step. I, we do this show like Ryan said because we're fans. Like we we're we're not trying to be journalist guys. Like we just regular dudes and. And it was like we, we were sitting back like a year ago watching the Kings games and just we didn't like the narrative. And we thought there was another narrative that wasn't being told. I feel like these guys are part of the same narrative. You know, it's the same narrative that of Matt George, of KCK, of, you know, the Herald, Cowbell Kingdom. It's just this narrative that's out there. And and I try to, t- to have conversations with these guys all the time on Twitter. And you, you can't even get them to respond. Or when they do, it's like, good luck with your with your podcast. And it's like, all right, dude. You know, thanks, man. Like, you know, we're just doing this for fun. Uh, you guys are the ones where we're, we're the consumers. I would, I would say we represent your consumers. And so, yeah, funny for fans, by fans. And then um, we'll, we'll talk about a little tidbit we found in there, too, when we go through the list. But uh, um I think that I'm going to move forward because we actually didn't ever establish a trash take of the week, Doug. We didn't do a trash take of the week this week, but I got one. Um, you want to move to that poll? Talk about the poll? Or do you, I'll, I'm going to have to do the trash take of the week because I didn't post the poll for you, huh? Yeah? Go right. ahead. Just go so let's it. Go. Okay, trash take of the week. So new segment, trash take of the week, where we look at the trashiest takes uh, out there. This one is a is a trash take to all the Kings fans who voted on this Twitter poll. You, you're trash. You're trash, right? Twitter poll, most um, underrated player on the Sacramento Kings is Bogdan Bogdanovich. So uh, shout out to all you trash takers out there voting Bogdan Bogdanovich as the most underrated player for the Kings. Um, Ryan, I wanted, to put, I wanted to bounce off of that poll and let you really elaborate on what is the trash take of the week because on that poll, there was also another poll, which was about shooting guards for the Kings. Who should start at shooting guard for the Kings when um, when the season resumes again? And everybody voted bogey. So mo- most underrated and bogey to start, which we have been pounding bogey all year since day one. Um, and I, I a lot of I would say mostly a hundred percent of the fans, I they said that bogey should start. Because Buddy is just better off the bench. So the reasoning was not that Bogey's a better player, he deserves to be in the lineup, or he offers anything in the lineup. It was more Buddy's just better off the bench. I think it's false, Ryan. I'm going to give you the four for a while. I want you to hammer this shit. Okay, so, uh, you know, like Eric said, we've been talking about this Bogey-Buddy situation this whole season. Uh, you know, and, and when people come out and say that he's the most underrated and he should start, uh, it first off, that's you're 100% wrong. Okay, you you're you want a guy who averages I think it's like 14 three and three to be your starting two guard. Um, You know, when you when you have a guy like Buddy, who's the three point champion, who's 
dude, literally a walking bucket. And when he's when he's hot, he is hotter than anybody else, um, pretty much in the league. Um, you know, and I think it. Somebody said that you know Buddy's better off the bench. You know, he plays better. Blah blah. That's just a maybe. Buddy is just better than Bogey, and him being on the being better off the bench than Bogey is is that Buddy is just a better basketball player. Um, you know, I haven't had anybody come up to me or, or interact with on Twitter or social media and, and give me reasons why Bogdanovich is better than Buddy Heald. Um, I, I don't think there are any uh, to me, but Bogey is a, a good NBA player, but he very much is overrated. People fall, have fallen in love with Bogdanovich um, over these last few years, and, and the guy hasn't gotten any better since the day he's walked in the NBA. You know, people forget that Bogdanovich came here as a as a 25 year old and um you know since he's came in the nba he, he had a he had a decent rookie year but he was a 25 year old who has been playing pro basketball for years you know his second year he was hurt but his numbers were down and then coming into his third year this year it was back to his you know averages from his from his rookie year so um you know this whole narrative that bogdanovich is a young budding star and uh you know that he's he's going to be such a great player it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. You know, the guy's older than I am, and I'm fucking old, dude. I, I hurt my shoulder yesterday, and I don't even know what the hell I did. So, yeah, like, like I, I seriously, that's, you know, that's the way I see it, dude. People need to get over this narrative that Bogdanovich is a young, budding star. Um, you know, he's older than Buddy. He's and, and he's not as good of a player. So, Eric, I, I see you raising your hand. What's up, man? Well, I just got I got a couple a couple funny things though. I, I mean, I I was trying to rip you, but I got a couple funny things because um we we have yet to, Doug. We got to do this, dude. Uh, Ryan, when he was like eighteen, nineteen. I mean, he is he is a Bogdan Bogdanovich. What do they call it? Doppelganger, right? He's the he's a doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One time, Ryan was it was out uh at before Kings game out at Sauced, and somebody came up to him and thought he was, <laughs> he was Bogdan Bogdanovich, dude. Isn't that a, isn't that hilarious? Like, so we gotta post the side by side for people just to, so he right. can get a and mean I was, clown or something. And I you're was a lot, like, you're a lot shorter than I thought. Yeah. No. All right. So first off, the story was Eric. Were you there? I don't think you were there, right? Oh, you just told me about it. About All right, it. so we're sitting in sauce right there, dude, and I'm just, you know, drinking a beer, and I'll give it to you when I was 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, probably. But, dude, since I, like, you know, I once I grew up and filled out, no, we don't look anything alike anymore. Sorry. But, so anyways, we're at sauce. I'm drinking a beer. Some rando comes in, dude, like some random dude. I think he was, uh, I don't really think he was a Kings fan. I don't, I don't know. It was weird. He comes up to me, and he goes, Hey man, aren't you on the basketball team? And I'm like, I'm like, damn. <laughs> hey, so, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, damn, someone like remembers my high school glory days. All right, cool, you know? <laughs> and the dude's like, you're on, you're on the basketball team, right? And I'm like, nah, man, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, no, you're, you're on the Kings. And I was like, <laughs> so, so I said, fuck it, right? I was like, fuck it. I was like, yeah, man. Cause I already knew where this was going. I was like, yeah, bro, you know, I'm so and so. And he goes, oh, man, so cool, so cool. And fucking walks away, dude. That was it. I just want yeah. to confirm for our listeners too that Ryan was not sixteen or seventeen drinking a beer and sauce. That uh, he was sixteen or seventeen like ten years ago. So <laughs> who cares, man? Andre's drinking wow. is cool, dude. Haven't you ever wow. seen Super Bad? Wow, Doug. wow, Doug, trying to. Hey, I'm just looking out really, for you. Really throwing my. Really Wait to show my. Wait to show your true. Yeah, wait to throw your your true uh, sh- shape out there on the podcast. Mm. Square. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Uh, hey, but uh, before we move off of Bogdanovich, because we're going to continue to crush him forever until either 
uh, everybody else recognizes it um, or until he's just clearly uh, what we said is proven hold right. So hold on, just let, let me interject. Let me interject. let me interject. We're not, I'm not going to crush Bogdanovich. Okay. If he gets the contract that I think he deserves, that's one thing okay, that that's fair. this will, fair. this will all be put, all of this Bogdanovich thing will be put to rest. If the dude gets 12, maximum 13 million like we've been saying if he comes out and he gets a 12 million a year contract i am all for it because you know you're going to get 14 points a game that i'm all for it so that we'll lay that to rest right there we probably uh, every time we, we go on a tangent to, to uh quote unquote me crush bogdanovich we should always throw that qualifier and then and that we our our biggest gripe with that dude is the projected 18 to 20 even 17 to 20 if it's stupid. We think it's dumb. We, we go listen if you fucking haven't heard to talk about it. We we've been consistent, okay. Uh, but you know, really, the the craziest thing. You know what's crazy is Bogdanov Bogdanovich is a uh, very 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 unique name, right, dude? Bogey is not even the best Bogdanovich in the NBA. I mean, isn't what isn't that saying something? Not even the best Bogdanovich in the NBA. Like what the fuck, Doug? Bo, uh, what's it, Bojan Bogdanovich? Where's he at, Ryan? There's Utah only, right now? Utah. There's only Utah. two. So does that make him the worst in the yes. NBA? Yes, yes, that does. Well, if ain't first or last, motherfucker. Okay, pull up Bojan Bogdanovich's stats uh, just to drop that because he's just a better. He's better Bogdanovich. Yeah, Bojan's a okay, little nice I, though. Hey, for effect, I'm going to do it like this, though. I'm going to do um, – I want to do their career stats, okay? No, I'm sorry. I'm going to do this year's stats. You guys yeah, that would probably know be better. Year, like, the last year or two yeah. would be probably better. Yeah. This year, obviously, our bogey is 14-5, 3-2, and 3-2. Our? Okay. Yes. Well, he is, uh, unfortunately. Our? Okay. You need- Boyan. Boyan. Hold on. Back. Are you going to let me talk or what? Okay. <laughs> Boyan Bogdanovich. Okay. For, yes, the Utah Jazz, 20.2 points a game. Damn. 4.1 rebounds a game and 2.1 assists a game. And okay. he's so tall, too. He's like 6'9". He's like 6'7", uh, but he, yeah. Well, here's a, here's six, my eight. most impressive thing with him. He's shooting almost 42% from downtown, you know, since Bogdan, Bogdan, which is such an elite shooter here. No, this dude's shooting almost 42%. That's way more impressive. What, yeah, what ca- Bogey- catch me that Bogdanovich, and I'm good to go. What's, what's Bogey uh, shooting, his three-point shooting percentage? I know we've said it 100 times. It's just been a while. Uh, uh, 36, oh, and that's a days. huge drop-off, huge drop-off. Yeah, you know what's uh, you know what's pretty funny is we almost had the uh, case of two Bogdanoviches uh, in Sacramento, and if two Bogdanoviches were in Sacramento, you think people are just uh, jizzing over themselves about Bogey now? Could you imagine like all the goofiness that would surround the Kings if they had two Bogdanoviches? Because a couple years ago, I want to say when when he was coming off of the Wizards, maybe Ryan. Um, Bojan, like there was yeah. some talk about the Kings trying to land him, but he got a pretty big contract. It didn't work out, but it he was serious. In, like the Kings, he pursued, went to Indiana, right? Is that what the? I think so. The, King, the, the Kings were pursuing him, and so I, you can already see it now. You know how these goofy ass people like to just oh, two Bogdanoviches. I would fucking just be pissed all the they'd time. Be all them, the time, you know. They'd be they'd be calling them the Bash Brothers, like on Mighty Ducks, dude. Oh, I can God, see it oh, now. God. I can it's see gross. it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a couple years ago when they're like, "Yeah, the Kings have a super team. Uh, it's just young. Shut the fuck up!" Like, you oh, know, God. I hate this. Oh, oh man, the, the what are they, what are they called? Sur 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 uh, perlatives? I can't say that word. Ever. Superlatives. Superlatives. Is that what that means, Doug? Superlatives. I mean, I could fucking. 
def- definition looking. Eh, it's on me for trying to up fucking work. Yeah, you can't you're say. asking a bunch of guys who are nah, sitting nah. in their spe- spare bedroom superlative definitions, bro. Come on, man. You know, yeah, you know, that, that cause degrees wearing off year by year. Okay, move hey. it. Let's move on to the big topic so we get through it, guys. Um, <laughs> the King Kings Herald, they're our new target. Boom, they're our new target right now because we've been picking on Matt George and we don't pick on Matt George, and then we pick on who Cowbell Kingdom and then Grant and whoever. So, uh, Kings Herald, we're, we're coming for you a little bit right now because we don't like some of your writers and we don't like some of your content. Some of your content I do like Tim Maxwell, I do like him. Um, that's about it, I think, right now. Um, <laughs> But they put out this this King's Top 50, uh, this King's Top 50 thing, right? And, you know, it, that is so tough. And first thing I thought, I remember I texted you guys, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, is there 50 players like the Kings have that are like top anything, you know? So that was my first thought. <laughs> I think that narrowing that list of top 15 would have probably saved uh, this guy a lot of time and it probably been a little bit more, uh, you know, fair and accurate. Um but they put together a top 50 list of Kings all time, which is really tough. I'm not going to nitpick because I, I don't know if I could put together a list like this. But some really uh, some highlight stuff stand out. We don't need to recap the whole list, um, but we could do one and two because one and two was a debate between Ryan and I, I think. Um, Doug, number one, who was it? Oh, I was on the other list. Okay, at one for the Kings, we have C-Web. Uh, and number Weber, two, and number two is Mitch Richmond. Yeah, Mitch Richmond. That was that was a, something that Ryan and I had kind of debated a while back, and and uh, my argument was that Weber was the best player of all time because um, you know I just think he at the time for a couple of years he was an elite power forward. Obviously, he started in the, in the NBA uh, All Star game in the time of Garnett and Duncan and things like that. So he was he was good. Uh, there um and you know his stats were consistent and he was and he was on the best teams in, I, I guess in king's history and ryan what was your case for mitch richmond you were kind of making uh, the devil's no, argument though is, you 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 yeah, film both is, ways right this is the thing is i didn't think that you know mitch richmond was more important or a better king than than chris weber i was playing devil's advocate for it um and i was just trying to you know break their argument pretty much you know because there's i was trying to look at it in a different perception um, I, I think what I was saying about Mitch Richmond was uh, he was an elite scorer. He did take that shitty Kings team to the playoffs that one year. He was the all-star game MVP um, back when, you know, like Michael Jordan was in the all-star game, you know? Uh, so like I threw arguments like that. I, you know, I think he had a little more um, all NBA teams. Maybe I can't remember, dude, it's been a while, but I thought I made a pretty good argument when it was down to it. I, 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 I remember a good- making a good argument. It's a good argument. I think at that, when you're splitting hairs like that, you know, depending on your perspective, you could make the case. I think what for me that I, my counter to you is more like if you want to just put strictly looked look on statistics and what you think talent and some things like that. It's like Mitch Richmond had one winning season his entire time in Sacramento. That's all. That's it. Right. Whereas Weber, obviously the success they had. But then um, you do that, though, you look, then, then it's like, OK, if you want to if you want to judge them based on not team success, but individual success, that's when you can start putting in uh, DeMarcus Cousins into the conversation. Not, I don't think he's better than, than them, but I, I would say DeMarcus Cousins was so elite for, for a while that, uh, you know, that's where it starts to get into that conversation. Now, Doug, find Cousins on the list, but if you could, and then what were you going to say, Ryan? Um, Oh, so I remember one of the one of the arguments I did have against Chris Weber was um, when he got hurt, man. And the Kings went, when you know, when Brad Miller came in, and they the Kings went on that run in the you know on that season, they were they had the best record in the league, I believe, right? 
and or might have been second best record. And that was one of the arguments for me. You know, people talk about, you know, how great Chris Weber is and stuff when it's like, well, Weber wasn't there. You know, he wasn't there and the Kings still succeeded. And there's a lot of talks that if Weber would, you know, if he wouldn't have came back, that the Kings maybe would have advanced in the playoffs that year and stuff. So that was one of that was one of the things for me that kind of, you know, Chris Weber was great. He was good, but when when it came down to it and he wasn't there, man, if you're one of the greats, that you don't survive that. You know, like your team should not survive losing their best player like that and, you know, possibly being even better than they were with him. So that was that was the I do remember having that argument. Tough. It's a tough argument, though, because we we have a couple different sayings, too, is it's one of the things we've been critical of cousins, right? It's like, how much can you praise a guy that has it? We would say somewhat inflated stats on a bad team. So that's always like a rule that we look we live. Me and you always are consistent and live by. Um. But but then also too, I, I get the argument that you know if if you leave that teams things should kind of crumble. But there's only been, uh, in my opinion, one guy who's that's ever been consistent and true, and that's that's LeBron James. When Le- he is the ultimate like black hole, right? Like when he leaves, things fucking crumble. But you can go through time, even recently. I mean, look at Kawhi Leonard. He leaves he leaves the Raptors, and they seem to be doing doing well, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean so they they, it, they go back to how anyway. they were without him, you know. Yeah, so so it, it, it's it's the argument's good, but it's like that's what happens in, even in the Jordan and uh, LeBron conversation, which one day we we we, sh- we can have, but we'll wait on those, you know, one day. But it's it's when you're having these goat conversations, these elite, elite comparison conversations, it's splitting so many hairs, and it's like you got to place value on those on those little hairs you split and be consistent. Um, Doug, were you able to find like where did Cousins fall on that list? Uh, Boogie is ranked six all time in Sacramento. Really? Teams. Okay, so who's and ahead I of think him? Oscar, Oscar Robertson, Jerry Lucas, and Peja probably. I don't well, think I don't think they put Oscar right because I think it was. Do you guys want me to read it? I'm just trying to okay. guess. Dude. Number five, number five was Mike Bibby. Okay, I guess I can understand that. Number four, Vlade. <laughs> number four is Vlade. <laughs> oh God! But it goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago with Vlade. And him being retired and shit, right? Gotcha. Number three, Peja. Okay, you, know, you can understand. You can understand Peja, though. This is, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm pretty sure this is only Sacramento. So Oscar Sacramento. Robinson would be. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. You can understand. You could understand Peja, though. Like I, I, I'm not gonna. You know, it's like yes, Vladi yeah. is comical though. Vladi's comical. Yeah, I mean, really, let's compare. Let's compare the two in their Sacramento era. I mean, I, mean I would close. take. I would I mean, take. I'm pretty Doug sure Chris doubled his stats. D- Doug Christie should be over Vladi when it comes down to it, man. Like that, we've been over. We've had this conversation before. You know, we've had this conversation. What What does Vladi really do in Sacramento, dude? I remember he brought up the stats. They were fucking putrid, dude. It's a lot of his stuff is like they. You know, I know we all laugh at the shit. Is like the leadership, which there's some value, I guess. There's some value to that. I'm not gonna say there isn't value, but like. When you start talking about rankings and shit, leadership is not an attribute that's like, no. okay, great. You're a great leader. I want to like, say he was, a part of those, he, he was a part of those teams that, you know, people would consider the King's greatest era that never won a championship. So, yeah, the, you're going to get way overzealous players like Vladi Divox on that list. That the high. more the more like nuanced take about it would be that the type of that offense, that high post offense where the ball moved through the big man and stuff. Um, you know, people really got it. it was cool. That was hella cool basketball. I, I really enjoyed watching that. And Vladi did uh make that happen with his passing and whatnot. But 
I mean, it's it's that's great. We're making an argument for like why he was a great player for the team and the team and all that, right? But the argument is like best players, best players, and I I agree with you. Doug Christie is so maybe the most underrated player of of, of the last twenty years for the Kings. It's like we always say every team needs a. a that that guy right in like the tony allen guy like that that yep. type of guy right that's what he yep. was but he was elite he was like the most elite at that yeah yeah doug doug christie you know being like a first team all defensive guy and you know the kings back in the day they don't t- they don't even take the lakers seven games if it's not for doug christie you know what i mean like people who who was gonna guard you know, Peja wasn't guarding nobody <laughs> you know, no. like and, and rubbing hips out, out, the, yeah, out the corner, and, right? Yeah, and then and then you and then you know you throw in like the other side of it. You know, like if Bobby Jackson came in and they'd run Bibby and 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 Bobby Jackson, those guys are both six foot. So you know, outside of Doug Christie, there really wasn't a perimeter defender like that man. And uh, you know, him having that first team all defense accolades huge. But I do want to point out it's something that we pointed out before. Um, I am. 99% positive that like Jason Thompson and Vladi Divock's career stats in Sacramento are like pretty accurate. Like to, you know, like they're, they're similar. Sorry. Uh, so I just throw, like, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Similar. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there again, because that to me is absolutely hilarious because we bash Jason Thompson all the goddamn time. Speaking uh, of Jason Thompson. Oh yes. yeah. He was, where was he? Yes. At? Where was he? Over the time. He's he's the twenty sixth greatest king of all time. Oh god! <laughs> hey, hey, so I bet you. Hold on, I bet you that his accolades under that. I bet you his accolades are like most games played, like stupid most minutes played. I swear to God, that's what it is, dude. Please, please, I, please. Hey, so the first the first one under his stats, which were nine point four points a game and six point nine rebounds a game, by the way, were first all time in games played I fucking told you, dude. <laughs> told you but the thing is it's like you got to remember too, taking it into perspective like when you stick around for so long you know you're gonna climb up the all-time list especially for a shitty franchise like you know that's his second all-time in offensive rebound yeah that's your third only... all-time in total rebound like, come oh, on. that's your only accolades dude you were a, a, a starting power for a shitty the shittiest starting power forward in the league on the shittiest team for like 10 years bro and that's that's why your stats are like that dude most games played i fucking knew it dude god and guess who's number 25 right in front of him frankie garcia oh god another freaking loser we talked about dude god Actually, like you Francis, know, the like Francisco Garcia. Actually, I shouldn't call him a loser. I was rude to me. And in recent memory, though, like you guys, those guys ate up a chunk of years for the Kings. And, and when people, it's like when people associate with with that era, and they have to pick someone out of that era. It's like who, who are you going to pick? Because those teams were legitimate, borderline, I would say, D League type teams. Oh, you know? dude, yes, they were D League players. D League players Green. all day. You had Dante Green getting run, bro. Francisco Garcia, Bano Udre, Jason Thompson, ugh. Andres Nocioni, ugh. Hey, both those guys, Thompson and Garcia, don't forget, are on the Kings cast all time shit five. Oh, <laughs> shit five. I forgot we did um, that. Doug, where, please, uh, I don't remember. Uh, please tell me Bogey didn't, didn't crack anywhere on this list that he shouldn't have. Oh, um, you mean on the list at all, or where? Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's on there, but like, can you just? He's number twenty-four. Yikes. Oh my god, twenty-four. He made the top half, huh? Only, only one behind number twenty-three, who's Buddy Heald. Oh, yeah, that was. In... 
Oh, that hurts my heart, man. That's so um, wrong, dude. That is a guy, buddy. The last two years, twenty points a game. He's won the three. He's a three point champion. Like, ah, oh, God, that hurts me. Most three pointers. Right. Hey, we first were three seasons. Oh God. I know. People, people. I don't know. People are crazy, man. I, I think we're just gonna have to keep hammering this, guys. Every single week, forever, until people either stop listening to us because they're like, guys, we fucking get it, or we create an army of people who agree. Or everyone thinks we're dumb and no one agrees. And then, you know, at the end of the day, hey, something's going to happen. You, you, Cares, we don't quick, get paid. Real quick. <laughs> you, you know what I think is going to happen, right? I, and this kind of off topic a little bit, but I know we've talked about this, that eventually, Buddy, we the way things are going, it looks like Buddy's not going to be here. Um, you know, if I had to pick somebody out of the out of our quote-unquote core, um, I think Buddy would be the odd man out from the way things are going. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting if he does get shipped out of town and he leaves, uh, what he has to say. Because uh, you know, like, everything you've heard is Buddy's a hard worker, he's super competitive, so you know it's just fucking eating at him that Bogdanovich starts over him. You know it's just like, he's probably at home right now just like, fuck that guy, dude. So, I, I, you know, I don't want him to leave, but when it does, I would not be surprised if a lot of bad things come out about that. We talked about uh, way back, way back, this is before the shutdown, before the season ended, um, we were talking about the future of contracts and this was after the trade deadline. And, and one thing I remember I put out there right away was I think this means that buddy's gone and, and, and without going into it too much today, our, our reasoning. And I think we we're all consistent in our in agreement here is that he's going to be the guy that they're going to be able to actually probably move because of the yeah. way his contracts working. And he's, he's the guy he'll, they'll actually be able to move and get value for get some value back. Yeah. So that's exactly. why we were kind of predicting that early. Um, uh, before we close out, though, guys, the list uh, they used the official. They called it the very official and very mathematical Kang's score. So I, I like that they used the Kang's score, um, which is kind of accurate net gains with a Z. That was the Z part. Um, mm-hmm. Which factors? Oh, say okay. So they use the uh, player's tenure, their role, their intangibles, and uh, individual and team success. So uh, you know what's all funny is is factored in there is yeah their tenure their role and intangibles were all factored in which is not something you should probably factor in really. intangibles, intangibles dude intangibles that explains why of intangibles. yeah that's why that's why bogey's in the top 25 dude because they talk about intangibles but you want to talk about tenure uh jason thompson should be number uh 51 then because he was on the worst team in the fucking league for a year so <laughs> well, that that would be a part of the uh, team success. I think the team success actually probably didn't. I don't know. That maybe it worked about, for them. Maybe it worked against talk, them. That talks about your tenure, though. Like your tenure in Sacramento, they were the shittiest team in the league, and you were the shittiest starting power forward and the shittiest team in the league. So to me, you're number fifty-one. You're off the list, bud. I fucking love though. I love, and when I say love, I mean I don't love. Is the intangible guys? Those intangible crowds, guys. Oh, it's, it, I hate that. It's like, oh uh, yeah, man. He's got. He's great in the locker room. He folds up his laundry and gives it to the laundry guy directly in the bag. He doesn't make him come and collect it. Um, you know, he's always tipping twenty percent. You know, he holds the door open for for the team as they walk out, man. And he's always willing to stay and take a photo at the end. He's just a great guy. That's exactly you, can, you know, and it's funny because you can make that argument pretty much about any player. That's the go-to right there for Boogie, for, I think. The, no, Boogie, be, hey, Boogie, Boogie was out there buying kids, buying kids stuff. Boogie yeah. Claws, man. He's doing anything. That intangibles and that kind of talk is the go-to 
for people that just like a guy just to like a guy, not because of his talent. And they try to make that converse, you know, they try to push that guy into the conversation, uh, i.e. Bogdanovich, you know, they try to throw him in the buddy conversation. Oh, he's just really got, you know, all the intangibles and it, and that's that locker room. Guy. That's just that scapegoat argument, bro. Just that bullshit ass. You have no concrete facts. His statistical uh, output does not match uh, any anybody else's that you're arguing against. So uh, it really it really gets on my nerves, dude. I was gonna say grinds my gears. Grinds I was just hoping you were gonna. All right, guys. Well, shit. I think it's time. It's been a good episode. Fun to be back with you guys for sure. Um, well, sorry for taking a little bit of a layoff. You know, we, we, you know, whatever. You guys don't. You guys don't need to. Um, you guys don't need to fucking listen to us every week. But listen to us when we do come on. Support the pod. Catch us uh, out here on the Twitter. You know, we love to chat, especially myself. Um, feel free to throw us in any shit takes that you see. Um, feel free to talk shit to us. We love it. Um, so with that, um, this is Eric, um, and for Doug and Ryan, go Kangs. 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 Thanks for listening to the Kangs Cast Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and be notified for our next episode. Follow on Twitter and Instagram at KingsCast, like on Facebook, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.